Welcome back, BFF, to another episode of Life Coach BFF Show. I'm your host, Heather Petty, and today I'm sharing with Jasmine Reed on her show, Millennial Housewife, and we're breaking down what it means to me to live on green. We're also talking about transitioning out of state with children, the difference in small town southern living and big city life, and we're going to hit how to get out of a slump. Very important. (laughs) We'll uncover practical tips, insightful advice, and empowering anecdotes that'll resonate with anyone looking to embrace the beauty of all life has to offer. This episode is meant to serve as a reminder that it's possible to craft a life that aligns with your values and aspirations, even when faced with external pressures. So whether you're a millennial housewife searching for inspiration or a midlife mom like me or someone yearning to break free from societal expectations, Simply seeking a fresh perspective on balancing your roles and dreams, this episode is a must-listen for you. Let's get it! In a day and age where two incomes is the norm, especially if you live in L.A., 29-year-old Angelino Jasmine Reed quits her job to become a housewife? From going to college while working three jobs to being a stay-at-home mom? This is going to be a major adjustment. Join her on her journey while she balances her new responsibilities while focusing on school and her new meaningful business. Get ready for rock conversations with women who are making a meaningful impact with their careers and lots of laughs. Jasmine says let's grow together. Today we have the pleasure of speaking with Heather Petty. Heather Petty is the host of the podcast, Life Coach BFF Show. Life Coach BFF Show is a podcast about giving all things to God, finding beauty in the brokenness, triumphing through the trials of parenting teens, all the while finding joy and establishing balance. Thank you so much for doing this today and all that you do. I'm so happy to have you. Uh, What inspired you to start helping others on their journey through life? Jasmine, I've just been so fortunate to have so many experiences in life, and most have been extremely positive, but like you and like everyone else, I've had some negative experiences as well, and I believe that we grow through what we go through, and when we grow, we need to reach back behind us and help the next person through their situation. Yeah. Every Everyone needs a cheerleader, Jasmine. We all need a cheerleader. I don't care who you are. I don't care how successful you are. We all need encouragement and we need a cheerleader. Yes, I love that. And you mentioned before you changed your mindset to living in green you were feeling very lonely, like as a parent to teenagers. Can you tell us a little about that time? Absolutely. So Jasmine, about six years ago, our family moved and I am from a very small town in Mississippi, which I know is going to sound extremely foreign to you, (laughs) but I grew up on the Mississippi River. Yes, I did. And so it was a wonderful upbringing. I have spent all of my adulthood in Mississippi. Community is very important in small towns. When you hear that, you it's not just what they sing about in country songs. It's real. 
Israel people know your name. They know your children's names. They know where you came from, who your people are, what they do, what business they're in. They know you. I mean, they really, really know you. And the reason they know you is because they want to know you. You've probably read about in, in books about when there's a funeral procession on a highway and, or any, you know, just on a street. Yeah. Have you ever heard this, Jasmine, where people pull over on the side of the road to allow the family and the casket to go by? They come to yeah. a complete stop. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I know they don't do that a lot of times in big cities. I've learned that since I moved to Memphis. They do not practice that. So it's these small signs of respect and just caring and love that you have in these small places. So I moved from a small town to a big city. When you are that far away from your people and all that is familiar to you, it can be lonely. It can be very lonely. I don't, have you ever been in that situation? You know, I'm, I've grown, grown up in Los Angeles and I've been here all my life. Other than that, I've visited New York, which is kind of similar big city vibe. So I can't imagine going from somewhere so quaint and loving to like a city. Yes. Yes. And that is exactly what happened to me. And I've talked about this in the past because that is when I really learned how lonely women are as a whole. Women right now are lonelier than they have ever been in history. And the reason is, you know, years ago, we would get together and we would have quilting bees and we would can vegetables and fruits. This is what our ancestors did. Women did this together and we gave each other advice on child rearing and marriage. And, you know, we parented as a group. I mean, it was truly village parenting. And so we're missing that now. We are so missing that. We're missing that community. And we are not teaching younger generations parenting. So now our younger generations are forced to do what? Google. Google search. Google search. And it's just, it's so, so different. So when I got in that situation and I kind of looked around and I went, wait a minute, I'm not the only one who feels the way that I do right now. And, and during that time, I'd started listening to podcasts. So I've always worked with women, teenagers, but I started really listening to podcasts. And there's this one lady, I don't know if you've ever heard of the podcast, A Slob Comes Clean. Well, her name is Dana White, and you'll have to look her up. She's fabulous. She's out of Texas. She has the same Southern accent. So that was very oh. soothing to me <laughs> and familiar. And so I started listening to her all the time. And she talks about organizing your home and just that sort of thing, which was never an issue for me. But Dana became like a really good friend. Yeah. And I had never even met her. I mean, she's a best selling author. She's everywhere. So, anyway, at that point, I just said, you know, I would love to be this person that Dana has been to me to someone else because I can't coach everyone. But through podcasting, I can reach so many more women. 
Yes, I I love that. That's a beautiful story and so relatable too, because I feel like in my experience and with the people that I know that also listen to podcasts, you do kind of feel like he, they're your friend. And that's so great that you're doing that for other people now. Oh, what is the living in green? You know what? You've asked me that and I never answered it. So I apologize. No, I <laughs> During that time, I also, I had to learn to completely change my mindset because living on green to me is being in that place that brings you the most peace. Mm. So for me, it's all about green. Like you can see my background, it's the color green. It's the walk through the woods with the trees filled with green leaves. It's my children's voices running around in the green grass. It's my daughter. Our oldest daughter is now 25. But when she was around the age of 12, she had a horse, a white Arabian horse named Sarah Lynn. And we lived out on this farm. And so I picture her riding on Sarah Lynn through the tall green grass. So for me, living on green is living in a state of peace, a mindset of just being at peace. And we all know that's not realistic, Jasmine. We can't be at peace all the time because life is happening constantly. Things, situations are are changing, environments are changing, people are changing. You cannot rely on people to be consistent. So I learned that when I would get really stressed or sad, I would close my eyes and close your eyes, Jasmine. I just want to, I want to know what comes to your mind when you close your eyes and you're just at complete, I'm talking about you're so at peace that like your shoulders drop. They're no longer wrapped around your ears. You're not clenching your jaw. Like you're just at peace where where are you what color do you see I do see green I I don't know if it's because the background but I am like in a park like on a park bench you know yes yes so what do you hear I hear like a distant like soccer team playing and wind and birds and like leaves shaking in the trees and what's the temperature like I would say it's like 74 degrees with a Ooh, nice that's, breeze. <laughs> that's perfect. No humidity where you are. So that's, that's perfect. Okay. So you can, you can open your eyes again, but I just, I was curious to know what color you see, because I asked my 13 year old son the other day, I said, what, when you feel the most joy and the most peace, what color do you think of? And he said, green. Mm. So that is my concept of living on green. And I and I really believe that if you can get that same same mindset and you can learn to train your brain when you are in a stressful situation or you feel anxious, close your eyes and get on green. Wow. I love that. And what were some of the first steps you took when you decided you were going to be living on green? Jasmine, there was a lot of tears that led up to that, a lot of tears. And I just said, I cannot do this any longer. I cannot live like this, not one more second. And you have to remember, we moved with four children. So at the time, our oldest was 19. Then we had a 15-year-old, yeah, 19, 15, six, and four. 
And so with all those different ages and stages of life and development, there are a lot of emotions involved, Jasmine. You would not believe the emotions, especially with teenagers, because it's like a roller coaster ride for them and they can't help it. It's the hormones, it's all these body changes and brain chemistry changes. And so it was such a roller coaster ride. And I was constantly trying to reevaluate, get this person settled, get this person happy and situated with, with where we were. And so I, I just had to train myself. I just could not stay in a constant state of fight or flight. And your brain will allow you to do that if you don't stop that cycle, that loop. And I know you're familiar with a loop pattern. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And so if you will close your eyes and get on green, that will break that loop that thought that just keeps passing through your mind or that fight or flight that you feel with your body. Why do you think that people in the city do have a harder time making those connections that you were missing? That That's a great question. And no one else has asked me this, Jasmine. And I, the only thing that the only conclusion that I can come to is People in big cities are not used to these relationships because they're not seeing the same people in the same environments. So where I moved from, there was one country club. Okay, imagine this. We all went to the same country club. Our children all swam in the same pool. They took the same tennis lessons. It sounds like a very fancy situation, but I promise that it's not. <laughs> but but you were consistently seeing the same people at church, the same people at Win Dixie at the grocery store. <laughs> remember that movie? What what is it? Remembering Win Dixie or Aww. I can't remember the name of the movie. There's a movie that has in a book that has that title the that grocery store in it. But anyway, you're seeing the same people. I mean, I can remember thinking, I don't want to go to the grocery store today. And I have friends who still live there that laugh and say, I would love to live in a big city so I don't run into people that I know at the grocery store. Because Jasmine, you cannot get your shopping done. <laughs> if you have a 30-minute limit, time limit to shop, you better change your shopping day to another day, honey, because you are not going to get it done. People are going to stalk you in the aisle. They're going to want to know what soccer team your son is playing on, why you weren't at church on Sunday, how, how your mother-in-law is doing. I mean, you're just, you're in, which is wonderful because people care. They care. They truly care. And so in a bigger city, for instance, the school that my children go to, there are children from several different communities, cities that surround Memphis that go to that school. There are children that drive from Arkansas, 45 minutes, their parents do, to come to the school. So you don't see each other. There's really not a lot of time to develop close relationships. You have to, and you know that you live in Los Angeles. So you have to make an effort. You have to plan. And Jasmine, people are tired. They're working. They're providing for their families. They're trying to make sure they have food in the house, clean underwear for their children. <laughs> I mean, it just, it's a time issue. I think, I think that's part of it. Yeah. 
Man, that sounds really beautiful. It sounds like a fairy tale almost, like just knowing everybody in a small town and having conversations with people you grew up with. It just sounds so nice. Um, what would you say to someone who's having trouble getting out of a slump in their life? Oh, a slump. Jasmine, let me tell you something about a slump. A lot of people don't want to admit that they have slumping times. Have you noticed that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. People don't want to admit that. Nobody is posting that on Facebook. Hey, y'all, I'm in a slump. Nobody does that, <laughs> do they? No, they don't. Not ever. And so this is what I do when I when I feel myself going in that direction. And I'm a very positive person, but I'm also normal. I get out a roll of freezer paper. Do you have any freezer paper at no, your home? I actually don't know what that is. Oh, I love it. Okay. So if you go to a true butcher shop and you have meat, a cut for you, yeah. custom cut, they're going to wrap it in freezer paper. Okay. And then they'll yeah. tape it. And you can free, you can, obviously you can use this paper to freeze. So I go, you can find it. It'll be next to the tin foil at your grocery store, Jasmine, but I buy a whole roll of it and I will stretch it all the way down our dining room table. And I start writing at the top in large letters, everything that I'm grateful for, everything. Wow. And I'm not talking about just my family, my friends, peanut M&Ms. I'm not talking about like the necessities, the basics, the things that I rely on. I am talking about everything, like the scent of a magnolia tree bloom on a humid, like July day, hot day. I'm very, very specific when I do this. That's such a beautiful practice. Do you do that with your family as well? That's so funny that you would ask because right after I right after I make my list, I will take a picture of it and I send it to my husband. Oh, always, always. I send it to him and it makes the biggest difference in his day. So this is not something that happens every day. It's not something that happens every week. But we do practice gratitude in our home. And so now our two older children are out of the nest, but our two younger are 13 and 11. And when I pick them up from school, I always ask, what was the best part of your day? Because I want to teach them to concentrate on the good things and be grateful for those things. And so we talk about that. Oh, I bet that was wonderful. I know that made you so happy. That brought you so much joy. So we we really, really spend time on what brings us joy and what we're grateful for. Wow. So it sounds like getting out of that slump is kind of just focusing on the good, not the slump. <laughs> right. You cannot focus on the slump, Jasmine. And I'll tell you something else I also do. I reevaluate myself. Like I look, I look inside myself and I go, okay, what's going on? What am I learning right now? What am I learning new things? Am I setting goals for myself? Why am I in the slump? Am I giving enough hugs to the people that I love? And hugs are huge, Jasmine. Hugs are huge. And I'll tell you something else. And, and at that point, I make adjustments. Like if things if things don't look good, I, I go, okay, we're going to adjust here. We're going to do some things differently. And I may even just make a whole new plan if I need to. 
Wow. But we're not staying in a slump, Jasmine. Like that's just, <laughs> it's not an option. I love that. It sounds like you really take like action to make yourself live the best life you can. What is your morning routine like to start your day off in the, on that positive note? I'm almost embarrassed to tell you because I want to say, Jasmine, I get up every day at 4.30. I go to the gym. I swim. (laughs) I do this devotion. Like, that's what I want to tell you. But the reality is I have to get up and make lunches for the kids and breakfast to get my children to school. And so when the alarm clock goes off at 6.30, I sit and drink coffee. And I drink Athleta Greens in the morning. Are you familiar with Athleta Greens? No. Okay. Well, Athleta Greens provides all the nutrients. I do not sell Athleta Greens. (laughs) It it provides all the nutrients and vitamins that your body needs for the day. So I mix that with green tea and some other vitamins. And I sit. And so my children will come in the room. You know, when are you getting up? What, what What's for breakfast? And I will say, I always give myself a deadline. It's seven o'clock. I'm getting out of the bed. So I take that time for myself. I'm very selfish with that time in the mornings. So that's what I do, Jasmine. <laughs> that sounds actually very great and healthy. You're... <laughs> You're providing for your kids by making them lunch and breakfast, and you're taking that time to yourself and having your coffee and taking care of yourself with your vitamins. I mean, that's a great, that sounds like you start on a positive note. What do you do to wind down at the end of the night? Okay, winding down for me is not easy. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty amped up during the day. And so winding down is not easy. And my boys are the same. So every night after we've finished all the schoolwork, all the activities have been done, dinner, we will have them get in the shower and then we play usually a card game or some sort of cards. So we'll do that and we'll in the night that we'll end the day with a devotion. We have a devotional book. So we'll end the day with a short devotion. And my husband and I drink a glass of water mixed with magnesium. So that's part of our ritual. Why magnesium? Well, magnesium relaxes your muscles and it helps you sleep. So it's at Costco, they sell magnesium in a powder and it says on the front of it, calm. C-A-L-M. And so there is so much truth to that. So magnesium is boring as that sounds. We have a magnesium <laughs> cocktail before. And then sometimes we'll um, say cheers and we'll clink our magnesium glasses Aww. together. So that's what you do after 27 years of marriage, Jasmine. <laughs> you <laughs> you um, celebrate the end of the day with a glass of magnesium. So anyway... <laughs> Congratulations. Well, it's working. 27 years. My gosh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So raising teenagers, um, what advice would you give to moms like myself who are going to be approaching teenage years with their children? Okay, Jasmine, you're going to have to get really thick skinned, (laughs) really thick skinned because young children adore you. I mean, you are going to spend the first at least 11 years thinking, how can I get a break? I love this child. I adore this child. I worship the ground. This child walks in, but I need a break. 
thinking I want some time to myself because they are on you like white on rice. They <laughs> just adore you. And it's yeah. so wonderful. It's so wonderful because when they hit 12, they do not like the sound of you breathing. <laughs> there is nothing that you can do that is going to make them go, oh, you are wonderful, mom nothing. Yeah. I promise you nothing. So I'm in my third round of 10 years. And so far I'm still saying, I mean, I can talk about it, <laughs> So that's good. We can talk about it, but yeah, they go through a period where they do not like anything. I, I mean, the other day, a good example is my 13 year old, we were at the orthodontist and he looked across at me with a scowl and he said, your lips are chapped and crusty. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Well, hold it. I have got more lip gloss on than you can shake a stick at. I know <laughs> that my lips are not chapped, but they just find these things and it's almost like they just want, they, they want to make sure, and this sound is going to sound weird to you but they're tr they're trying to separate from you mm -hmm. but they also want to know that you love them no matter what and so what i say to parents is tell your children one of the most important things you can say is i love you no matter what oh because there are going to be times that they're going to go back and they're going to think about that cuz they're not going to be sweet all the time and they need to know even if they're not sweet and you don't approve of the behavior or what they've said, you love them no matter what. That's great advice. I can, I'm starting to see a little bit of that too. Um, what would you say your parenting style is? Oh, Jasmine, Jasmine, <laughs> listen, this is the thing about parenting styles. And if nobody else tells you this, I'm going to tell you this. There's no one set parenting style. And I've noticed that millennials, especially, they mm -hmm. want they want to claim and declare a parenting style. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are doing this before they ever even become parents. Yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Yes, I, there's a lot of strong opinions on parenting, I think. There's Especially from people that don't even have children. That's yeah. alarming. They don't have children, but they have an opinion of the style of parenting. So it, it depends. Our style of parenting is custom to the child. And it can change. It could change every five minutes, every day, because it's kind of like one friend said. I posted something on Instagram about gentle parenting. See, this is a new term for me, gentle parenting very new and a friend commented below and said but what if the children are not gentle children and I said exactly and see a lot of people who are declaring this style of parenting are not taking into the fact or factoring in that when you have a 13 or 15 year old or sometimes 21 year old they're not gentle yeah, that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. Yes, yes. So it ch it changes, it evolves. It depends on what's going on at the time. Yeah, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And um, what would you say you value most in people? Ooh, I value most um, just honesty. Just be honest. Be honest. Have integrity. That's and you know, I may not like what you have to say. I may not agree with you, but 
if you say it in a kind way and you really, it comes from the heart and you mean well, then I will always respect you. I'll always respect you, but be honest, no matter what. That's another, no matter what. I love you, no matter what. Be honest, no matter what the situation is. I love that. And I feel like it goes hand in hand with like parenting. It's like, as long as your kids have that value, then I think that that's a job well done. Um, I love your podcast. You call yourself a BFF. Would you say that that's like a reflection of your coaching style? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because Jasmine, we all need a BFF. We all need a BFF and this is, and we need someone who will be honest with us, will tell us the truth. And a lot of my job as a coach is helping moms make a new plan. They know what's not working. They know what the issues are. They know what the issues are, but they need help. They need outside help just making a new plan. They need a new set of eyes on the situation. And so I I love women. I love helping women, serving women. And I, I value friendship. We just, we all need friends. And you would be surprised at the number of women who do not have friends. Either they're so busy in the corporate world. they I mean, they don't have time for friendships. And then, then if they have children and they're in the corporate world, corporate world, they really don't have time for friendships. So I enjoy being that coach, that mom coach, that BFF that that mom or woman needs. And I think that you're perfect for that job too, because you're so honest and kind and have such great advice and insight and have been through a lot in life in different environments and raising children. Um, if you could give our listeners one recommendation today to live a happier life that they could start doing right now, uh, what would it be? Jasmine, my best advice to anyone is to let go of fear. Let go of fear and judgment. Women are not, we think that women are thinking about us and judging us. A lot of times they're just thinking about what they're cooking for dinner and they're not thinking about you or me. They're just not. So let go of fear. Let go of judgment. Be brave. Be very brave. Practice your faith. Don't put your faith on the back burner. Pull it back up. Think about those values that like your grandparents taught you or your parents taught you or, you know, pull it back up because you're going to need it. There's going to be a time in life that you're going to get down on your knees and you're going to need your faith. You're going to need it. Have a mindset of gratitude and dream crazy, big, (laughs) wild dreams, Jasmine, no matter your age. Keep dreaming crazy, big, wild dreams. Wow, that's amazing advice. I'm like so inspired hearing that. That is gold. Um, I want to end the episode by asking you just like a quick like uh, set of rapid fire questions, if that's okay. Sure. Okay. So if you could be any animal, what would it be? Definitely a bird. Oh. If you could have dinner with any celebrity, who would it be? Kelly Ripa. I think we could share some awesome stories <laughs> of raising children and teenagers. So definitely Kelly. That's a good choice. If you won $100 million, what would you do with it? I would keep just enough to live off of for the rest of my life. 
And then I would give the rest of the money away because I know too many people with too much money. If you can imagine that, that it, it tends to be a problem if there's too much of it. And I just, I don't want, I would not want that headache. I wouldn't want the pressure. So that's what I would do. I would just use it to bless as many people as I possibly could. Wow, that's beautiful. And if you could be anywhere right now, where would you be? Definitely the lake with oh. a beautiful sunset. I would definitely be at the lake. That's beautiful. And for everyone who I know wants to get in touch with you and talk to you some more, uh, where can everyone find you? On social, Instagram, Facebook, it's at Life Coach BFF. And my website is heatherpetty.com. My email is heather at heatherpetty.com. Awesome. So we're all going to check that out because this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thank you, Jasmine. The pleasure was all mine. I've enjoyed this so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you. Have a nice day. You too. Thanks again for joining me, friend. Don't forget to tap the plus sign in the right hand, top right hand corner of your screen. That will allow you to subscribe so you won't miss our time together in the future. I love you. Jesus loves you even more. Now go have a fantastic day.